and I called you wanting your help, oftentimes they are not very present to the consequences of the choices that they're making. And so you want to take some time and really point that out for them so they really start seeing those pieces. Welcome to the Seven Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I'm Madeline White Silva. I'll share my real life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day to day without me, so that now I run my seven figure business on three day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. So in the month of July, I really want to focus on sales because so often I speak to visionary CEOs that believe they need more leads. They're not getting enough leads. They don't have enough clients. And what I really find when I dig deep is they actually get quite a lot of leads, but they're not closing those leads or bringing them into or turning them into clients. So a lot of visionary CEOs struggle with sales and might even have an aversion to sales. And maybe that's you. I tend to love sales. I've done a lot of it over the years. One of my jobs I had in the beginning of my career, I was working in a chiropractic office. And all I did all day long was talking to potential clients and signing them up for care plans and having those sales conversations over and over again. And I have a little bit of a different spin on sales and how to do it really well and what works and what doesn't. And I really want to dive in because I think it's a strength that is worth investing some time in and really getting good at. It will really transform your business. It makes life so much easier when you know how to talk about what it is that you do in a way that compels people to take action and wanting to work with you. And there's lots of little things that you can do that creates that yucky sales feeling that we all don't like right? That feeling of you trying almost convincing somebody that the grass is greener on your side of the fence. And there's other things that you can do that really leaves the prospect with a feeling of sitting on the same side of the fence, looking at the problem on the other side of the fence, and really sitting with you shoulder to shoulder, having a conversation where they are feeling supported and cared for, and like you are really investing in solving a big problem for them in their business. And that is really when sales just becomes another way of serving your clients. And this is the art form that I would love for you to really embrace and become really good at and invest some time and energy into studying. Now, it takes a little bit of vulnerability for sure, because it requires us to have a lot of self-awareness and really looking at the nuances and how we are showing up and how we are communicating what it is that we do and how we are listening and being with people. And, you know, it can be quite humbling, right? To look at ourselves in such a big lens and really tuning into something very specific. But I do find it's an effort worthwhile and something that every CEO should spend a fair amount of time getting good at. So I thought we would start the series just talking about what is the most common mistakes and that I see visionary CEOs making as they are in those sales conversations? And what is the consequences and ramifications of showing up that way when you're in the sales conversation? And so number one is, is not listening enough. 
So I always say, I, I like to give a little bit of percentage to give you an idea. If you're talking more than 10% during your sales conversation, you are most likely not listening enough. Do you really want the prospect to be talking 85 to 90% of the time during the sales conversation? Because really what you're doing, what you're listening for is, are they the right fit client for you to work with, right? You're really listening to what is their problem and how can you help them solve it? And if you're not listening enough, you're going to miss the finer nuances. One of what they're actually looking for and what they see the problem is. And you're also going to miss, you know, who they really are and how they're really showing up in a business and how to maybe even contribute to some of the problems in their life or business, depending on, you know, your ideal audience. So listening enough, really being there and asking those clarifying questions and digging deeper. So There are three different pain points that I oftentimes talk about when it comes to marketing and how to utilize them strategically when you are attracting your ideal clients. But they also come in really handy when it comes to having these sales conversations with potential clients because you want to be able to get to the underlying pain points that your client is experiencing during the sales conversation because those are going to be the biggest ones that going to motivate them to take action. So there's three different kind of pain points. One is the known and spoken pain points. These are the kind of pain points that your prospects are venting about on social media. These are the ones that they complain about to their girlfriends or guy friends when they get together and they sit around and talking about. These are the things that are top of mind. These are the problems that they think they need solved. Okay. And these are great hooks for your social media posts or blog posts, any content that you put out there to kind of get people to stop in their tracks, turn their heads and pay attention to any content or any marketing they're putting out there. Now, the second one is the known and unspoken pain points. These are the pain points that most likely your clients, potential clients are not going to be talking about. These are the things that they lay awake in the middle of the night and worry about. These are the things that maybe they feel a little bit embarrassed about, maybe even a little bit ashamed about. And this is like the underbelly of the pain points, but they are aware that they have them. And I do want them solved, but oftentimes it requires you to really sit with people to guide them to really acknowledge these pain points. If you get them to acknowledge the pain points and you're asking follow-up questions, then they are really starting to open up to you and they're really telling you what's truly going on underneath the surface. This is a very powerful way of building rapport, of building that intimate connection and also showing your potential clients that you are the solution. Because once you start really touching on the known and unspoken pain points, people are starting to feel really seen. And the biggest thing during the sales conversations is for the potential client to feel seen, acknowledged, witnessed in their process and what they're going through. And if they really start feeling that in a deep level, they're much more likely to take action with you and work with you. And the other reason we want to listen so much, right? We want to uncover the known and unspoken pain points. But the other reason we want to really spend time listening is because we want to start drawing lines between staying 
stuck, like not taking action right now and what the consequences of that is. So as you're really listening to their pain points and really starting to understand where they're coming from, it's really important to start showing the consequences of staying where they are and not taking action to solve these problems and start drawing the lines. What happens to us naturally in life is that we will start glossing over some of the problems we have in our lives because we got used to living with them. And, you know, most of the time we don't feel the deeper pain of those pain points, even though it's something that we know that we want solved. And even though somebody is sitting, you know, on a call with you wanting your help, oftentimes they are not very present to the consequences of the choices that they're making. And so you want to take some time and really point that out for them so they really start seeing those pieces. So right now, you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in, and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company, and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value-adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free. And you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. Now, one of the other really big mistakes that I see a lot of visionary CEOs making a sales conversation other than just not listening enough is coaching. So, so often visionary CEOs tells me that they want to leave their potential clients with some value on those calls. Or they feel like if the potential clients don't really get a sense for who they are and how they work with clients, they're not going to want to step in. So they spend some time during a sales conversation coaching them and giving them coaching. And so giving unsolicited coaching without having an agreement that you're coaching somebody will absolutely undermine the sales conversation and oftentimes will undermine your authority and positioning as a leader of the conversation. I know it sounds super counterintuitive, especially since Many people have this perspective that this is going to add extra value to the call, but it actually does the opposite. So what I find, the reason it does that is because of a couple of things that happens when people step into the coaching space during a sales conversation is that oftentimes they then switch the language that they're utilizing to the language that you utilize inside your programs. And oftentimes that's your branded language. That's how you talk. That's how you explain problems. And you step into trying to solve the issues that the client has in front of you, which can sometimes feels like, oftentimes it feels for the clients like you don't really know what's going on yet. So why are you trying to solve it? And the solutions that you give will oftentimes feel fall flat. They won't really have an impact because that agreement isn't clearly set. And so it will leave your client feeling like you are not the right person. And the most powerful thing you can do and why I want you to listen so intently when you're sitting on a sales conversation is to start feeding that language that your client is giving you back to them. So if your client tells you that the main problem is X, but then you step into the coaching arena and you start talking about Y, 
because you are noticing, because you are actually stepping in, talking about pain point number three. So you talked about pain point known and spoken, talked about the pain point known and unspoken. Now, the third pain point is unknown and unspoken. This is the stuff that your client is completely unaware that they are struggling with. And this is the stuff that you should solve inside of your programs or your services, right? And so if you step into the coaching arena, you're starting to solve problems that they can't even see. And this is when you start losing them because you're talking about things that they're not yet aware of is a problem for them. And so they're not following along in the coaching protocol. And then they start feeling like you're not going to be a good fit for helping them solve what they actually are aware is the problem. So it's really important to start listening to their language and feeding their language back to them and not reaching for what you think they need or what you think they should want, but really listening to their own perspective and where they are in that moment. And so it's a totally different skill in a lot of ways because, you know, as coaches and mentors and leaders in this space, oftentimes we're guiding people somewhere, right? We take them on a ride. We want to transform the experience. But in the sales conversation, we are literally just sitting with them and witnessing their experience and doing that in a very deep, acknowledging way, which can be incredibly powerful and incredibly serving to that client. And I even had, you know, when I have had clients coach on a call, because many times my clients will record a sales call and then we'll sit down and go over it and listen to it. I watch it and then we'll talk about it and have conversations about it so that we can really get to the underbelly of these nuances. Because so often we do things that we may not be conscious about during a sales conversation that are undermining the sales process. So one of the ways that happens sometimes when you're coaching is that I even see this on several calls with clients. The potential client will hijack the conversation. And I've even seen potential clients turn around and start coaching the coach or the mentor or the person they're looking to hire. And that's when you really know that you're undermining your own authority on the call. It's really important for you that you are leading the conversation and you're guiding them through that conversation and that you are taking them through a process, not a transformation, but a step-by-step process so that they feel like there's a starting point, there's an end point, there's a middle, and that you are really guiding them through with specific questions to get to a specific outcome. And the outcome really during a sales conversation is to discern a we a good fit, right? So we want to not convince people. We really want them to see the problem from that same side of the fence so that we really are sitting, looking at the problem together and trying to solve it together. We'll really just better understand it together because you're not really solving the bigger problems on the call, but you wanted to just hint at what the possibilities could be and really helping people to really step into that bigger version of themselves. Now, the other mistake that I see a lot of visionary CEOs make during a sales conversation is that so many of us have been told that we have to get the money on the call, right? That first conversation, we have to make the money. We have to get the money then or the sales is never going to happen. And, you know, we have to book that next call. We have to do this and that. And here's the thing. 
never talked clients into working with me. So that's just not what I'm about. I find that if I talk a client into working with me, I'm going to have to talk them into working with me every single time I talk to them because they actually did not make that decision by themselves. Like they didn't really come to the conclusion that I am the best fit for them. Just like I came to the conclusion that it would be a good fit for us to work together. So I really want to sit with them and allow them to come to that conclusion themselves. That's really important for the coaching relationship to be powerful once they step in. And that means that sometimes people need a moment to think about it. You know, our services are big ticket items. We do a lot of one-on-one work and we have a whole installation team that work alongside our clients. And we work very intimately with people and do big installments for them. And so, yes, it's a high ticket item. And we want to make sure that when people make that investment in themselves, put their trust in our hands, that we are really there to deliver on those promises big time, but also that they are really ready for that bigger transformation. So you're asking people to move into a transformational space with you when you ask them to step into your offer. And yes, it should feel a little bit risky. It should feel a little bit scary, but you know, you want clients that are willing to take that on to reach the results that are after. And if you really paint the picture really well and really touch on the known and unspoken pain points, and you really show them the consequences of staying in the position where they're at, then when they are ready, they will step through very powerfully and intently. And that's exactly what you want. Now, one thing that I recommend that you do is to really support your potential clients in gaining that absolute 100% clarity that this is what I want to do. And that requires you to sometimes be a little bit bold and ask questions. So for example, I did a conversation with a sales conversation last week and I was following up and with a potential client that was really leading in, very ready to move. And she told me that she needs to process the conversation. Now, first off, what in the world does process the conversation really mean, right? She didn't really clarify and this was over email. So me being me, I'm gonna, you know, the email that I sent back, I said, you know, I'm just curious is, you know, really stepping in and scaling your business right now, no longer a top priority. It's more of like a nice thing that would be cool if you did, but not like a right now thing. It's just like, has that problem prioritized differently than the way you presented it when we talked, right? So that's kind of the question I'm asking. Or are there anything that you need to be clear about in order to move forward? So that's a very bold way of saying, is it this or that? And that's a very powerful way to continue a conversation when a potential client is kind of stalling or not really sure if they're ready to step in, because that happens to all of us. I don't know about you, but anytime I invested big in myself and in my business, I always been a little nervous. I always been a little scared. And so that's expected. And that means that somebody is taking the decision really serious. But I can also tell you this, the moment I said, yes, I'm doing this and I put my money down, that worry is completely gone. And I'm just excited about the possibilities. And so that's what you need to hold the vision for your potential clients to step through so they can feel that relief once they make the right decision. 
because they're not going to probably have that feeling until they put the money down and they all in. So being bold and asking very specific questions, it's awesome in sales conversations. Asking, is it this or is it that is very powerful because it allows your potential clients to think deeper about the problem and really taking a little bit more responsibility. So what you oftentimes find is that people like to divert the responsibility of making decisions. And even visionary CEOs that make decisions all day long will try to kind of divert and not having to make that decision because of the uncomfortableness in stepping into a bigger version of themselves. So there's a little bit of guiding them and supporting them through that process that happens. But it's not about getting the money on the call. It's not about convincing them that your offer is the right thing for them. It's really to helping them gain more clarity about what is the best move and what really matters and what are they prioritize, how they're prioritizing things in their business and life right now and helping them making the best decision along the way. So that's my commitment when I'm working with potential clients and having sales conversations is really supporting them to have 100% yes or 100% no. So they are super clear, yes or no, but not leaving with this maybe feeling where they end up kind of talking to themselves out of the opportunity of stepping through the portals and making that commitment. So I hope that is really helpful and shed some light and maybe bring you some new perspective in how to do sales. I would love to hear from you and just tell me if you learned something new, if something shifted for you in your sales conversation after applying or thinking about somebody's mistakes and maybe doing things a little bit differently. So the rest of the episode in July, we're going to do deep dives into different parts of the sales process. So stick with us here and work alongside as you're learning and test some new things out and see what happens. And then please come back and share with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you next week for more insights, inspiration, and innovation. Check the show notes for additional resources. 